just in time for Halloween. Guess what? Andrew Cuomo might wind up on Rikers Island. Yes, they're now saying that Andrew Cuomo uh, actually did engage in a uh, sexual assault while he was governor. The assault involved a uh, case of groping or uh, um, unwelcome touching of a former aide. Listen to the report as it's read by uh, my computer. Groping a former aide in Albany's executive mansion, a crime that could force him to register as a sex offender if he's convicted. A misdemeanor criminal complaint filed in Albany City Court alleges that Cuomo, 63, did intentionally, and for no legitimate purpose, forcibly place his hand under the blouse shirt of the victim and onto her intimate body part. Specifically, the victim's sick left breast for the purposes of degrading and satisfying his sexual desire, it adds. The incident allegedly took place on the afternoon of December 7th on the second floor of the executive mansion, the governor's official residence. The name of the alleged victim was redacted from the complaint, but a lawyer representing former Cuomo A. Britannico Missile, 33, acknowledged it's her. The complaint charges Cuomo with forcible touching, which carries a maximum sentence of one year in jail. The alleged evidence against him includes a text message from Cuomo's cell phone, state police aviation records for December 7th, and news reports of a press conference that day, state police Blackberry PIN messages, swipe card records from the state capitol, and Comiso's testimony to the Attorney General's office. Now, of course, that Attorney General just announced uh, that, of course, being uh, Letitia James, that she is running for governor. Now, that wouldn't have anything to do with it because, of course, the, the, what is it, the Socialist Democrats of New York do not want Como uh, to be uh, uh, a a threat as as someone who would run again as governor. Uh, That is what some people are saying on the side of Como. Now, they are calling him disgraced displaced, removed, but he is still a very powerful political force in the state of New York, along with his younger brother, Chris Cuomo, who works at CNN. And uh, there is a lot of talk about uh, a Cuomo comeback in New York, even with all of these issues. Uh, That is something you will have to see. Now, you've heard it here, Governor Cuomo According to a report in the New York Post and in other media in New York State, is uh, likely to face the probability of arrest. He could have already been picked up for all we know at this point, but that is uh, pretty much what everybody is saying at this point. I'm Mike of New York, and that has been a little bit of uh, breaking news of sorts on this podcast. So let's discuss what exactly is going on with the transportation crisis. Of course, we've been talking about the crisis with Como. He's going to be transported soon. But what else is happening in the country? What about a transportation secretary who's been a no-show and hasn't transported himself to his office for more than two months in the middle of a crisis? All because of a paternity leave issue. 
which is very, 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 very strange, considering that he doesn't actually have a female wife, but a male wife, and therefore he's not exactly breastfeeding. So what exactly is he doing? And what is taking him so long to go back to work? Antifa protesters surrounded us, yelled at us, ended up following us out of the restaurant. Exact same restaurant that Joe Biden is walking around in without masks. <laughs> you know, to Biden's credit, though, I think we need to give him credit. He, unlike the transportation secretary, has ostensibly been showing up for work over the past two months. But the transportation secretary, amid the worst supply chain crisis, certainly of my lifetime, He's on two months, going on three months of paternity leave. You know, I, I, I got to say, this, this story actually pisses me off. I, look, number one, people are walking on eggshells around this story. Yeah. They're like nervous about, oh, well, it's paternity leave. You're not supposed to say anything bad about it's that. Totally fine. You know, we're really, we're, we're woke, we're sensitive. And, you know, he's gay, so that I really can't, can't say anything about it. touch it. You can't and talk you, about it. Don't say it, Senator. And, and, like, okay, our country is over 200 years old. I am pretty sure Pete Buttigieg is the first and only cabinet secretary in the history of our country to take a paternity leave. Yes. Yeah, and, I think and, that's fair. You know, not just... Okay, stay home, be a few days with the kid, be a week with the kid, but two damn months. Yeah, and and counting. And he said he won't he won't stop, he won't come back to work, even with the supply chain crisis. I suppose the only thing you have to recommend it is that probably if Buttigieg were doing his job, the crisis would be worse. I have to assume. <laughs> Look, this story actually encapsulates a lot of the things that are infuriating. Number one, Buttigieg doesn't show up to work for two months. Yeah. Number two, they keep it a secret. They don't tell anyone. There's no public announcement. There's no, he's a cabinet member. If you're a cabinet member, you got a responsibility to show up to work. Number three, it was fascinating. None of the press reports on it. Yeah. Is there any reporter at the Department of Transportation who 60 days in would say, you know who we haven't seen in 60 days? <laughs> that secretary guy, does he still work here? And, and it's... Okay, look, you might say the Secretary of Transportation doesn't show up to work and it's like a tree falling in the woods. Who notices? Who cares? Right. But it happens to be right in the middle of a transportation crisis that is impacting the whole country. Well, now listen, I'm not an economist, so I, I would like to hear your thoughts as a, as a lawmaker, someone who sees this up close. I have been reliably informed that historic inflation and an historic supply chain crisis is one, a, a high-class problem, that's what the White House Chief of Staff said, and two, it's actually a good thing. That's what Jen Psaki at the White House and Pete Buttigieg have both said in the last two days. Look, there is an arrogance to this, and, and, and all of these themes are connected together. The arrogance is that this administration wants to implement policies on working people, on the little people, that they themselves don't follow. Yep.
If you listen to the socialists and the communists, this is all they have to say about what is coming to the Democratic Party and its current leadership. The tired, tired, old Democratic Party that is beholden to big money. We are winning race after race. We're winning the war of ideas. We're winning over the people. The people were already there. And it's about time, my friends, that we have more people holding office who share our values and our ideas. I mean, this is how crazy, this is how crazy it is how, how much we're winning. We've got Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi on board pushing our agenda. This $3.5 trillion bill, Bernie wrote it, Biden backs it, and we're winning. <laughs> That's the good news.